Well, let's worship the Lord together. How about that? Let's lift our voices and give him some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's turn our Bibles to Judges chapter 1. And I just want to thank everyone, all the sponsoring brethren and everyone else inviting my wife and I to this camp. We really, really count it a privilege to be here and just are enjoying ourselves. I want to thank also, I guess Sister Weeks or whoever helped her, whatever put that um, um, gift basket together. And uh, it was enough to make a fat man cry. And that's good stuff. Brother Townley's talking about his daughter Mariah laying claim to it while my wife's having to fight me to get to it. But anyway, we do appreciate all the hospitality. And I want to thank Sister Jones, Sister Clack, and the others for filling in for me last night. I apologize I couldn't be here. God decided to move. But that's all right. Is that okay if God decides to do his thing? Hallelujah. And I, I admire Brother Townley being able to preach from the Song of Solomon without swerving into something like I would do. I'm just, I admire that, Brother Townley. But I want to know how you talk them into moving the service time backwards or forwards or whichever way it's going. But anyway, Judges chapter 1. And we'll start at verse 1. Now, after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first? Everybody say first. To fight against them. And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. And I want to preach just for a little while tonight. Going in like you're coming out. Going in like you're coming out. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you right now. In fact, let's worship. God, we worship you tonight in this house. We lift our voice, God, with praise. We lift our voice, God, with worship. Lord, we thank you for all you've done. And I want to thank you right now for what you're going to do. I want to thank you, Lord, for what's in store that we haven't even seen yet. But, God, we know it in our spirit. We feel it by faith, God. You've got greater things in store tonight, tomorrow morning, and tomorrow night. Lord, we're believing right now, God, for greater things, greater things. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said, praise the Lord. God bless you. You may be seated. I like Sister Jones playing. Play that funky music, white girl. <laughs> she does all right. Hallelujah. Now, <laughs> here's Israel. How do I get off on this stuff? That's not in my Bible. I'll tell you that much. Here's Israel, and Joshua, their champion, is dead. They had learned to lean on Joshua. They had learned that, uh, oh, Joshua, he'll bring us through. He'll, 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 he'll figure it out. You know, God has a way 
of removing our props. God has a way of, we get to depending on something else too much. God will move it out of the way and say, okay, now what are you going to do? Joshua was called, ordained. Joshua was anointed, obviously, to take over from Moses and led Israel into great conquest in the promised land. But they got a little dependent on Joshua because Joshua was always there to do it. Joshua was always there to figure it out, to lead, to have the answer, whatever. And though Israel did make a lot of mistakes when Joshua died, all of a sudden they realized, hey, who's going to figure this out? Who's going to do this for us? Uh, They did have enough sense, at least at this time, to go to the Lord and say, God, you got to help us here. you got to do something for us. Now, how many of you understand that living for God, even if you've lived for God just a little bit, if you haven't lived for God a long time, you've probably figured out there are adversaries that don't want us to live for God. Have you figured that out? There are adversaries. If it was easy to live for God, if it were easy, there'd be a lot more people living for God. And if living for God was just all blessings and cotton candy and snicker bars and all of that, everybody'd be living for God. But we know there's adversity. We know we have an enemy like a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. And so, many things in the Old Testament being an example to us in the New Testament, living the Christian life, not, not physical cities we're out trying to take and not maybe physical material enemies we're fighting against. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but those battles that, and, and those situations that the Old Testament saints faced were an example, were a pattern to show us how to face things. Now, in those days... In those days, uh, names had significance. They didn't just name somebody by how it sounded or it was popular or it sounded sophisticated or, or all of that. They named people. Uh, there was a reason behind the name. A lot of times a name held within it a, 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 a larger concept than just the name. And so when the name would be spoken of whatever person it was, when the name would be spoken, there was a story that was told or there was a principle, there was a concept that was passed on when the name was spoken. Now, when we get here to the book of Judges and Joshua has passed away and they go to the Lord and they say, Lord, who's going to go first when we go into battle? It's always been Joshua. But now, who is going to go first? Who do you want, what's the first face, Lord, that you want the enemy to see as we go into battle? When the enemy looks over that wall, when they gather at the gate, or when we meet out in the valley, in the field, and we're going to do a campaign out in the countryside, whose face do you want the enemy to see? Now, the Lord didn't even hesitate. It wasn't a bunch of fasting and praying. He said, Judah shall go up. And what he said was, I have delivered the land into his hand. Now, you can go look it up. I looked it up right before church to make sure I was right. Judah meant praise, and I know all of us probably know that. 
But it didn't mean just, just praise. It meant praise like a celebration. All right? Praise like a celebration. Now, when, when you look at praise, now there's a lot to it in the Bible. There, there, there's a lot. There's so much, too much to go over uh, in, in, in this service. But there were four things about praise that I began to look up, and I want to point them out here. And it's going to help us understand where we're going tonight. First of all, sometimes there was praise simply because others are praising. Okay? In Psalm 34 and 3, David said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Sometimes we get together and we're singing, we're clapping. There's emotion or whatever is going on, the music uh, and the preaching. And we see others uh, worshiping and it inspires us to worship. There are people in your local church that you know, you come to church and before too long, they're going to get wound up and they're going to get going and when they get going pretty soon others get going and sister so-and-so gets going and brother so-and-so gets going and 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 pretty soon everybody's going hopefully and there is worship because others are worshiping now i do want to say this i i don't i don't do this at home i don't think i i don't i mean preaching do whatever he wants to do i know that sometimes we need to be encouraged to worship and encouraged to get in the spirit. But I learned a long time ago, if you're having to browbeat people into worship, you're not really getting worship. You're getting movement and sweating and jumping around, and they're saying, let us go to McDonald's, let us go to McDonald's, let us go to McDonald's, <laughs> let us go to McDonald's. We want to go. It's not really worship. It's just let's do what he says before he gets mad and holds us here longer. Okay. Being interpreted as I have discernment of spirits. Anyway, but I'm, I do want to say this. We shouldn't have to be, we should not have to be yanked into worship. We shouldn't have to be shoved into worship. Now, apostolics, I do want to say this, and I'm not going to point anybody out, and I'm not one of those kind of preachers that makes people run and makes people shout. Does it look like I do a lot of running? So I'm not going to do to you what I don't want somebody to do. Run the aisles yourself. I don't believe in making people shout. But I'm going to tell you something. I will say this. It is a shame that we are blood-bought, that we are washed, that we are cleaned, and sometimes we come into church and we got to keep cranking. Poor Sister Jones has got to crank, 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 crank. And the service leader's got to crank. And we got to get the volume up. And we got, I'm going to tell you something. There should be something in us, apostolics. There should be a little Pentecost in here. I told my church one time, hey, I'm tired of preaching to make you shout. Why don't you shout to make me preach? But we have a mechanism. We're sitting saying, okay, come on, preacher. Crank it up and make it shout. Uh, there should be something within us, uh, when especially when we gather with the people of God. It says, you know what? I've got praise in me. Praise isn't in here. Praise isn't in there. Praise isn't in there. Praise isn't somewhere else outside of me. I've got it in me. I've got it in me to praise. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving hallelujah it it i it is 
And I don't believe there's a certain style you have to do, all that. But to sit through a service unmoved, to sit through a service and there's, there's just nothing. Man, something's wrong somewhere here. You got some wires loose. I mean, good Pentecostal church like we've been having around here, that'll get your chilies jumping. Unless you don't have your chilies. For his goodness to us is another reason to praise him. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is what? The Lord's going to get mad at us if we don't praise him. God's going to kill our kids and make our choir quit running if we don't praise him. No, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, sometimes uh, I catch myself. Uh, and, and he said, enter into his gates. Uh, sometimes it takes us, and I'm guilty too. I'm not condescending to anybody. Sometimes it takes us 30, 45 minutes of church to really get cranky. But he said, by the time you hit the door, enter his gates uh, with thanksgiving and into his courts uh, with praise. For the Lord is good. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. And bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. God has been good to us, young people. God has been good to us. He has spared us from a lot. He brought us out of a lot. God has been good to us. There's a lot of heartache you're not going to have because you got the Holy Ghost so young. There's a lot of blessings you are going to have because you got the Holy Ghost so young. God is good. And we should never walk into his presence, into his courts, thinking, well, somebody better get me going tonight. Somebody better push my button. No, God's good. God's good. God is good. Let everything that hath breath I just well look if you think you have nothing to praise about quit breathing strangle yourself not really that was a joke oh the preacher said I got to do it to breathe no let everything that hath breath really the only requirement is breathing so first because others are second just because God's good also for victory in our lives. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Lord is my light and my salvation, David said in Psalm 27. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? God's been good. When the wicked, mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. 
Though an host should encamp against me. Hey, folks, uh, doesn't matter how much we live for God, there's still going to be opposition. There's still going to be adversaries. But he said, though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. Why? For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle let me tell you there is a place in praise there is a place in worship where the devil can't touch you he may touch your life he may touch your circumstances but he said in the time of trouble my soul is going to be just fine my faith is going to be just fine why because he will hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me up upon a rock and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me therefore will I offer in his tabernacle he's hidden me in his pavilion he's given me victory he said because of this I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of Joy. Joy, not... Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I got to pay the bill. Thank you, Jesus. No, in his tabernacle. I'm going to give sacrifices of joy. He said, I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear me. He has brought victory into our lives. We are not the dope addict we used to be. We're not the drunkard we used to be. And if you're a young person, you're not going to be that. If you stay in church, we've got to understand the depth and the magnitude of the victory that God has given us. We should walk into church. We should understand there is a victory in our lives because God has been good to me but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord now there's another dimension of praise I want to talk about and it kind of has to do with where we read tonight in Judges. There is a, there's another level of praise. And there's a lot to this and a lot of examples of this, but I tried to just cut it down to what was most important, what was most critical for what we're talking about tonight. He said, he said, I want Judah to go before you into battle. How do we head into battle? Now, I, I don't like to be a pessimist, but I do want to say there are victories that have been gained here tonight, this week, and uh, the devil will try to steal them from you. The devil will try to take them from you. The adversary is already cooking up. I'm not being pessimistic, but I'm just, this is reality here. The devil's already cooking up schemes 
to try to steal that victory. He's already cooking up schemes to, to, to work on us however he can work on us to either diminish or just totally overturn all that God has done for us. So young people, we gotta understand when we leave this place, there will be some trials. There will be some tests. There will be some battles to keep what God has given us. How do we head into those things? You see, trouble is inevitable. Trouble is inevitable. But misery is optional. Misery is a reaction. Misery is how I respond. And I can choose to respond differently than what would normally be expected. I can choose to respond to the adversity different than what would be expected. You see, there's something key to understand about what we read in Judges. When Israel went into battle, when they assembled the rank and file and began to line up to head out, Judah always went up to the front, got in the front line, and everybody behind uh, Judah understood Judah praise is leading us into battle and they understood that Judah was not just praise but it was praise like a celebration so they understood it but there's something else we've got to grasp for this to make some sense and that is the enemy also understood who was leading Israel into battle the enemy looked over that wall or through those gates or across that field of battle whatever it was and they understood these people of God. They do it differently. These children of Jehovah, they do it differently. They are led into battle by celebration and praise. They don't wait until the battle is over. They go into the battle like they've already won. They go into the battle like it's already over. The first face that you see when you face the people of God, he said, is the face of celebration. And it was like God was sending them a message and a lesson. I want you going in like you're coming out. Now hear me, folks. Anybody can worship God when the victory's already won. Anybody can worship God when you've already prayed them through. Anybody can worship when everybody is prayed through. Anybody can worship when the victory's going and the songs are going and camp is at full throttle. But it takes faith and it takes guts to stand up and worship on this side of the trial. It takes faith to stand up and say, I am going into this thing like I'm coming out. I am going into this thing like I've already won. I am going into this thing as if it's already over and God has already given me the victory. Come on, let's worship him together right now. I want somebody to get a revelation of this tonight. Anybody can worship. Anybody can worship when the battle's over. Anybody can worship. Sometimes I have a feeling, do we come out like we go in? If I go in like this, am I going to come out like this? Now, I've been in the ministry, 
let's see, when did I start preaching? Or faking it at least. Man, I'm telling you, it's hot back here. My wife said, don't take your jacket off. It looks better when you leave your jacket on. And here I am like a big albino hairless buffalo. But we got to look good, don't we? When I fall over of heat exhaustion, she collects the insurance. You'll know I died looking good. He died with his jacket on. He went in like he was going out. Come on now. You know what I mean, Vern? I've been preaching since I was really, since I was about 18. Now I'm 43. I'm not ashamed of my age. It's my weight, I ain't telling you. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind my hair turning gray. It's turning loose. I'm worried about but all my years in the ministry, evangelizing, preaching, assisting, pastoring, whatever, I'm going to tell you something. You can almost predict how somebody's going to come out of a trial by how they go into a trial. Uh-huh. They go in sucking their thumb. They go in biting their nails. They go in trudging and shuffling and dragging their feet and acting like the devil's just pounding them down and it hasn't even started yet. They haven't even fired the first shot yet. I'm going to tell you something. Why don't we try something different next time? Uh, next time we know, okay, I'm facing it. The devil's after me. All right, devil, take this. Take this. Uh-huh. I ain't going in dragging. I ain't going, uh, I'm going in like I'm seeing victory. I'm going in like it's over. I'm going in uh, like it's already done. Uh, I'm going in like I'm coming out. Whoa, come on now, somebody. This is an answer for you. This is an air strength uh, in what I'm preaching right now. This is faith uh, what I'm preaching right now. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord. Whew, it's getting hotter. Where was I? Oh, yeah, I will bless the Lord. Whew. Just think how much better I could worship. I could take my jacket off. You watch, somebody's got this service bound up. I'm going to break through it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually. Now, there's a revelation right there. We got a revelation of the oneness of God. We got a revelation of Jesus' name, baptism. We got a revelation of holiness within, holiness without separation from the world. But what about a revelation of his praise shall continually be in my mouth? And pastor, I'm going through one of the worst things I've ever been through. Pastor, our youth group's the worst it's ever been. But guess what? My mouth is filled with praise. My mouth is not filled with backbiting. My mouth is not filled with complaining. My mouth is not filled with talk of backsliding. My mouth is filled with praise. I can't wait to get to the prayer room. I can't wait to hit the song service. I can't wait till they get a crank up. Why? My mouth shall continually be filled with praise. Yeah. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. David said it like this. Thou preparest a table before me. Where? <laughs> Thou preparest a table before me. Now, I love those scriptures on food. Hey, fact is, look at what I found in scripture the other day. You mind if I go off on a tangent just for a minute? This is good stuff. Let's see. It's in, oh, this is good. Psalm 22. I got scripture. You ready? Psalm 22, verse 29. All they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. Come on, that's my favorite scripture right there. All they that, come on all you fat guys, I need some help. All they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. Let's praise him and pass the pizza. Come on, man, it's worship time. Thou preparest a, a table before me. Where? In the presence. In the presence. Here's my enemies gathered around me. They're trying to take me down. They're slobbering at the mouth. They just want to get their talents sunk in me. And guess what? Jesus has a, a table spread where the saints of God are fed. And all of my enemies, all my troubles, all my adversity is surrounding me. But guess what? I'm feasting in adversity. I'm sitting down at that table. I think I'll take some joy. I think I'll have another helping uh, of that peace. Uh, give me some of that comfort. Hear me, friend. We need to go in like we're coming out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel a spirit of worship coming in this place. I'm going to tell you, sometimes uh, we've made mistakes. We've made mistakes. We think worship is just noisy church. We think worship is just fast church. We think praising is just a loud song and a fast beat. I'm not against any of it. I'm for all of it. Choir's been doing a great job and all these praise singers. But I'm going to tell you something. There is a dimension of praise that we need to understand and put to better use when the enemy is doing his best to beat our head in and we still going to church and we're worshiping. You talk about confounding the enemy. You talk about blowing his mind. He's doing his best. He's dropping bombs on us one after another and we just keep praising. We just keep shouting. We just keep throwing our hands in the air. We just keep worshiping. We keep talking about the goodness of God. You talk about blowing the devil's mind. He doesn't know how to handle it. He doesn't know what to do with it. Why? Because we're going in like it's over. Oh, come on, I feel like somebody's getting a revelation of this. Now it's not the preacher pulling for you to worship. Now it's not your understanding. Hey, wait a minute. There's some potency in this praise. There's some power in this praise. It ain't about just noisy church. It ain't about just getting with the preacher. This is messing with the devil's head. Oh, that's right. I feel something building in here. I feel some faith worship. 
some faith praise building in this house right now. Woo! Hey, where's Sister Jones? Did she get mad and leave? Hey, come up here. Do some of that Tweedledee stuff. Now, we're going to dismiss here in just a minute. But when I say dismiss, I want you to get ready to worship. We're not dismissing the cheeseburgers until we've worshiped God. Because I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Just close your eyes and act like it's me. I got this one wet. But guess what? I got another right here. You want me to preach till this one's wet too? get ready to put our faith in action with a better understanding hey, let me talk to you about the devil just a minute who tempted the devil he comes around acting like you're so lame and so weak and so powerless and such just a, a fragile loser say hey yo yo wait 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 Satan hold up I'm struggling for God because you're here doing your best to mess me up you couldn't live for God Satan when there was no Satan you couldn't live for God devil when there was no devil there was nobody tempting you and you couldn't even make it and here I am and you're throwing everything hell's got against me and I'm still making it and I'm saying you just get your face out of my grill talk to the hand I got something to praise my God about I got something to worship about I got something good to talk about I got victory I got joy I got God hallelujah Now, y'all better spread out a little bit and get some room. We're fixing it. You can jive. Now. Yeah, there we go. Now. David told Michael. She looked at him with scorn. Poor Brother Worthen just tramping all over my message. But... By the way, Brother Worthen's one of the ones that got the Holy Ghost over there in Kids Church. Let's all rejoice our project for the week. David told Michael, she said, oh, how glorious was the king of Israel. You know, men can be smart, Ollie, but there's nothing like your girlfriend being smart Alex now if David would have been like some guys oh really was it bad well I won't worship like that again because my honey thought it wasn't good but David was a man probably wore his jacket the whole time at church uh oh now my wife's up here I'm going to go over here and preach a little while The fat guy's got some moves if I could just get unbound. Oh, 
But he told, he was an assist. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with this term, but out in California, it's all metrosexual. You ever heard of a metrosexual? You've got metrosexuals. It's a fancy word for a cis. But anyway, he looked at Michael and he said, hey, I did it unto the Lord. I ain't dancing for you. I ain't doing this to make you happy. This isn't about you. This is about me and God. This is about me and church. This is about me and what God's done for me. This is about me and how God's blessed me. This is about me and about what God's gonna do for me. That's what this is about. Make me wanna twist and shout. But this is the part I like the best. He said, Michael, I did it unto the Lord. He said, and I will be yet more vile than thus. In other words, he said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Come back next Sunday. He said, and if what I did today bugged you, he said, get ready, yank your hair out in big clumps. He said, because I'm going to cut up worse than that. I'm going to do worse than that. Hallelujah. Hear me, somebody. You want to mess with the devil's mind? You want to mess him up? You want to get a little back? I'm going to tell you, next time he starts whooping on you, next time he starts beating up on you, you go into it like you're coming out. You go into that trial with Judah on the front. You let your enemy see the face of praise and the face of celebration and say, hey, hey, how do you like that? How do you like that? I'm going in like I've already won. I'm going in like it's almost over. All right, now listen. Some people say shouting is shallow. It's actually Bible. Now, Bible says, make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. I studied that word make. And that word make there means create one. Create a joyful noise. Some folks come to church and say, I don't have a joyful noise. But you think they're going to ship it to you, FedEx? You think you're going to download it off of iTunes? They don't put this stuff on an iPod. He said, make a joyful noise. I don't have to be handed one. I'm going to make one. I don't have to somebody do it for me. I'm going to make one. Come on, young people. What I want you to do right now, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever battle it is, and you know how the enemy is going to come against you, this is what I want you to do right now. How would you act if you'd already won the victory? How would you act if it were already over? How would you act? What would you do if the prayer had already been answered? What would you do if the victory had already been won? I want you to do it right now. I want you to do it right now. I want you to act like it's already over. I want you to act like it's already over.
rebel. Look, you're trying to destroy them. You're trying to mess up their lives. You're trying to take them. Look at this. Hey, hell, watch this. They're shouting like it's already over. They're going in like it's already done. I need us to do something. Nobody has to do this at all. And nobody may do it. But I, want, I don't know how to do it. But if you need to go farther up the side aisles, do. But I want to clear this little raceway right here. Because I feel like some of us need to run. I feel like some of us need to run the aisles. So we're going to have to clear a path around here. But I want to say something. Nobody has to do it. Nobody's obligated to do it. Uh, understand me this isn't a force thing but I'm going to tell you something sometimes we need to just bust loose and do things a little different and I wish these chairs weren't attached to the floor where we can make some room but I want to show you something you go to the book of Job alright you go to the book of Job and we're talking about the first chapter we're talking about right there at the beginning and I know that a lot of us have had a lot of bad days I'm going to tell you, we haven't had a bad day like Job had. They said, hey, your kids are dead. Hey, your cattle are gone. You've lost everything. And what did Job say? He was on this side of the trial. It was 40-something chapters later before God brought him out of his trial. But what did he do? The day he found out his trial had begun, he said, all right, the Lord gave. The Lord took away. Bless it. Be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Watch this, devil. Watch this. Watch this, devil. Watch. Watch. You're going to try to beat me now. You're going to try to steal my victory. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Shout now. Shout now. Come on, young people. Act like it's already over. Act like it's already happened. Act like it's already done. Act like the victory's already come to pass. Shout now. Shout now. Oh, yeah. Shout now. Shout now. Shout now. Oh, don't wait. Don't wait. But shout now. Don't wait till the battle is over. Don't wait till the victory is over.
बारी 